So we're here and we start. We begin. And I want to thank New Hampshire for the warm welcome outside there. Literally thousands of people. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're all and no, no negatives, all positives. And uh, it's really beautiful. And it's a great welcome. And I'm thrilled to be back in this beautiful state that we all love so near and dear to my heart. Donald Trump kicking off his 2024 campaign in none other than live for or die Salem, New Hampshire, where he spoke to a big crowd, got a warm welcome, went on to South Carolina. He is officially on the campaign trail. Can we say the same of Ron DeSantis, who is still in Florida? Hello and welcome to the Trish Regan Show. I am Trish. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. If you're looking to invest in precious metals, get your free investing guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Again, LegacyPMInvestments.com. We'll talk a little bit more about the economy coming up because it's going to be a big week for the Federal Reserve and the U.S. economy. But first, former President Donald Trump really hoping that people remember how things used to be. And we have incredible people. You know, when you think of what we've done, we had the largest tax cut in the history of our country. We had the largest regulation cuts in the history of our country. We had the safest southern border in the history of our country. We had the least amount of drugs in decades and decades. Right now, it's 10 times the drugs are pouring into our southern border as when I left. Think of that, 10 times. Not 100% more. Think of that. 10 times more. It's coming in like water and uh, cheaper than candy. Fentanyl, you buy cheaper than candy. You can go buy a candy bar, of course, you much more than fentanyl. Some popular themes from the past, including not just the drug and border situation, but of course the economy, which you heard him mention. He talked about those tax cuts, sort of the antithesis of what we've been seeing in the current economic environment. We're going to have more on that in just a moment. But as Donald Trump hits the campaign trail there in New Hampshire, you've got to ask, where the heck is Ron DeSantis, who allegedly is running against him? At least that's the word on the street. I'll believe it when I see it, only because I think there are reasons, including his youth, shall we say, not really youth, but younger age. There are some reasons where he may be tempted to wait it out. Nonetheless, he has not been stumping in New Hampshire. He doesn't have the name recognition, for example, of a Donald Trump in New Hampshire. He has not been visiting South Carolina. And thus, it's unclear at this moment in time, and he may be just be trying to keep his powder dry, whether or not he's indeed serious about 2024. But Donald Trump not taking any chances. Listen to him here talking about his potential competitor, Governor Ron DeSantis out of Florida, while on the plane. So Ron would so have not been governor the there, going and that's after okay. any potential competition. And, uh, really number one, he wouldn't have gotten the nomination. He's perceived to be and number two, he wouldn't have beaten uh, the his Democrat opponent. This is where it gets So complicated. then when it I hear he might run, you know, I consider that very disloyal, but it's not about loyalty. But to me it is. It's always about loyalty. But for a lot of people, it's not about loyalty. He sucks all the oxygen out of the room. Thus, I'm not sure entirely how a Ron DeSantis or a Nikki Haley or some of the others that have been floated about, how they entirely break through, especially when they're not even bothering to go to New Hampshire. I mean, that's kind of like a prerequisite. Joe Biden doesn't like it either. We're going to get to that in a second. But in other words, Ron DeSantis is staying in Florida. Yes, he's got a terrific record there in Florida. But the question is, is it enough? Does he have the name recognition? And can he actually get through the primary? I think that's a very difficult task. Moreover, 
Let's just be logical about the entire situation. If you're Ron DeSantis, you're sitting there saying, wait a second, I got this whole group of people that support Donald Trump on my side. If I run now, well, I am going to risk having their wrath against me because Donald Trump is going to paint me as disloyal, etc. You just heard it. And so they won't like me. Therefore, am I ever going to have a shot in the future? And clearly, he could just say, you know what? I'm going to ride this one out. Donald Trump takes the nomination. He wins or doesn't win against Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg or whoever they wind up putting up. And then I come back into the picture four years from now in 2028. It may be a logical decision, but it's also it's a risky decision only in that politicians kind of they stay hot for only a brief moment in time. Remember when Chris Christie had his day and then he completely blew it. And by 2016, it was over. Well, DeSantis could run that risk as well. (laughs) In other words, life is full of risks. He either runs now and makes his way past Donald Trump, which I just don't entirely see happening. I know there's differing polls, etc., but it's going to be hard. Or he waits four more years and risks becoming kind of a has-been. And what about Joe Biden? who New Hampshire voters really don't seem to have a whole lot of use for, not according to recent polls. What does this mean for the 2024 landscape? Look, New Hampshire, it's first in the nation. I say this as someone who is born and raised in that live free or die state. And believe me, it's part of the state constitution. They're not changing it, no matter how much the White House would like them to. So my recommendation for any politician looking to have any success in 2024, you better hightail it up north. I'm talking to you, Ron DeSantis. I'm talking to you, Joe Biden, and anybody else who thinks they have a shot. Meanwhile, the deck is totally stacked against Joe Biden, and understandably so. When you look at the economy right now, you look at this massive inflation. We just got the Consumer Personal Expenditure Index out last week showing a 5% increase in inflation. Everybody's like, woohoo, woohoo, at least it's not like 7%. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's still 5%. Typically, we were looking at 2%. And given that wages are not growing fast enough, you still are in an environment where everything's costing more and people don't have enough money to keep up with this. We are looking at a potential recession. Nearly 70% of all analysts on Wall Street that have been surveyed believe that we are heading into a recession in 2023. I'm one of them, by the way. I firmly believe there is a solid chance of recession. The question is, is it one that we can really recover from? We may. I, I simply worry that we're, we're kicking the can down the road yet again. And even if we emerge from a recession intact or okay, we still are looking at something that is becoming quite inevitable. In other words, you cannot keep printing money. You cannot have $31 trillion worth of debt running record deficits and think that somehow everything's going to work out just fine. We're either going to completely fail as the world's reserve currency, which frankly, if I'm any other country, I'd be sitting there saying, well, you should, or we're going to endure tremendous economic hardship. It's one of the reasons why I do say it's so critical to take your portfolio seriously, to look at all options, to consider diversification into things like precious metals. 
One of our wonderful sponsors here on the Trish Regan Show just happens to be LegacyPMInvestments.com, Legacy Precious Metals. I am a believer in diversification. I do actually own gold in my own portfolio. You've heard me talk to Charles Thorngren in the past. He's been on the program. He has made the point very articulately that we are bankrupt as a nation. And in any other business or in any other country, they'd say, hey, you know, you're bankrupt. Look what happened to Greece. Remember Greece and the... 2008 European debt crisis, well, we get away with a lot because we are the world's reserve currency, but you have to ask yourself, really, for how long? Anytime there is stress in the system, you see people flocking to safe havens. One of those safe havens happens to be gold, and thus we're looking at gold prices now nearing $2,000 an ounce. One analyst out there saying it could hit 3000 this year. I'm not so sure about that, but I understand the sentiment behind it. Because it is scary out there. So it's another reason to look at having this diversification tool, Legacy Precious Metals. They also have silver as well. So it's gold and silver. You can go to LegacyPMInvestments.com for your free investing guide. You can talk to one of their reps. They will help you out. You're welcome to use my name, of course, 1-866-589-0560, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Before I turn back to Joe Biden and his chances at 2024, I had one more quick thing I do want to say on the economy, only because we are looking at the Federal Reserve likely raising by a quarter point this week on Wednesday when they have their big meeting. And there's this hope that somehow Jerome Powell is going to be smarter than anyone else. Somehow Jerome Powell has got it all figured out. Another one where I'll believe it when I see it. Because historically, this has just never worked. You can't print $6 trillion and think that everything's going to just be A-OK. And so as he tries to pull back, as he tries to suck this $6 trillion out of the economy, it's only realistic to think that a bad economic environment will ensue. We saw Intel just having an, an abominable quarter, really horrible news out of Intel. It's just getting killed in the market, or at least it did on Friday You've seen so many companies, especially in the tech sector, coming out and announcing layoffs. I anticipate we're going to see much more of that. And so even though the unemployment rate is at a just a tremendously low level of three and a half percent, which, by the way, weird onto itself. And you can spend some time looking at the U6 rate because the headline really isn't entirely what it seems there. Still, 3.5 percent is darn good. How long can that really continue? It can't. It can't in an environment such as what we're entering now. So as the Fed raises rates, I don't think they're raising them enough. I don't think they're doing it fast enough, but they are raising them. The Fed has to do this, and thus the economy will contract. We will enter a recession. It's just a question of how bad. And then, of course, you get out of it, and what does it mean after the fact? I still think you're stuck with this hangover of massive debt loads, enormous deficits, and absolutely positively no will in Washington to fix any of it. So once again, just a reminder to be cautious in terms of your own personal investing, in terms of how you're looking at this, because for the foreseeable future, your dollar's just not going to go as far as it used to. I mean, another one of our advertisers right here on the Trish Regan Show, one of our great advertisers is Key City Capital. And they want you to know that, you know what, there are ways to invest so as to protect yourself from the negative impacts of an inflationary environment. They have ideas that they believe will help offset all that. You can actually check them out at keycitycapital.com forward slash Trish 
For accredited investors, Key City Capital offers passive investments in cash-flowing real estate that may help offer that hedge that you need against inflation and stock market volatility. And that's because when prices rise, more couples and families, you know, they delay home ownership. They don't have as much disposable income to save for the deposit. They don't have as much money to buy as much house because mortgage rates are going up. So given that Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units, Key City's investing team believes that the current environment offers some pretty attractive prospects for income and appreciation as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. Consider letting the team at Key City Capital help you try to grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. All you have to do is go to keycitycapital.com slash Trish. Take a look. Decide whether... Their approach is the right one for you. You can call them directly as well at 817-912-1569. Again, it's 817-912-1569. And if you speak with them, you are welcome to thank them for all their sponsorship on this show, helping us to bring you this program free every single day. But the economy is clearly an issue that Donald Trump can run on, or Ron DeSantis for that matter, any Republican. You know what? This is like a layup. But they're going to have to be cautious not to make the mistakes of 2022. The GOP should have done far better in midterm elections. But there were a lot of distractions. And as such, people really lost sight of, in my estimation, the biggest issue of all, which is our economy. It matters. It matters because it's what dictates sort of everything else. When you see the very poor performance out of Intel, for example, that we saw last week, you start saying, wait a second, what's going on here? Because, you know, China, China is an issue for us for for many reasons. But for one that's in the headlines right now, and that's because of Taiwan. Well, why do we care about Taiwan? We care about Taiwan because Taiwan is home to the semiconductor industry. In other words, from an economic perspective, from a national security perspective, Taiwan matters to us. And so there are a lot of mistakes that have been made in the past and that continue to be made on both the economic and national security front that we need to stop. A story just coming out of the Wall Street Journal, they're reporting exclusively that China's top nuclear weapons lab used U.S. chips decades after the U.S., prohibited it. So how did that happen? According to this article, according to the Wall Street Journal's research, China's top nuclear weapons research institute was out there buying sophisticated U.S. computer chips at least a half a dozen times over the past couple of years, two and a half years. Joe Biden's administration and part of Trump's past two and a half years, circumventing decades old American export restrictions that were all designed to curb such sales. The companies they cite include NVIDIA and Intel. So you weren't supposed to do this. There were rules against it going all the way back to 1997, but somehow China found the workaround. This is alarming stuff because, once again, it is putting our technology, our intellectual property, our sophistication, all the things that we do really well into the hands of effectively an enemy. I mean, let's just be honest about it. China has some very big aspirations, aspirations that would put us effectively out of power. They would be the dominant world global power if they had their way. And they're using our technology made by American companies to do this. The Biden administration is allowing China to 
use American technology in its military, thereby putting us in a far more vulnerable position. In the fall of this past year, the U.S. did expand our regulations to prevent China from obtaining some of the most advanced American chips. We reported on that here on this program. So if you get some laws in 1997 and you get laws that were made just this past October, why the heck is China out there using our technology, our chips? Why are they using our American chips to power artificial intelligence and supercomputers that are so important in this new kind of warfare that the world is facing? I mean, think about it. We're kind of destroying ourselves in this way. And you know what? This is going to play right back into you know who. He brought it up again in Salem, New Hampshire. Listen to Donald Trump. We have a president whose son's laptop from hell gets taken over and exposes massive corruption like nobody's ever seen before. You think the father, do you ever hear this? Do you think the father was upset? Uh, Dad, I left my laptop in a repair shop. I forgot to pick it up, and this repair guy went a little crazy when he saw what was on it. What's on it, son? Every crime that you've ever committed. (laughs) So you're going to hear a lot more of that. You're going to hear a lot more about how there was some kind of reported connection between Hunter Biden and that zillionaire over there in China, you know, the one that brought him that really fancy diamond ring. I would expect that that will be highly exploited. But aside from the politics surrounding all this, the reality is that we are in a tricky spot and our leaders have done very little to protect us from that. China's military can circumvent effectively any end user restrictions by using shell companies. The Wall Street Journal reports that a large number of U.S. designed chips are still manufactured overseas. Well, we know that, right? That's why I've been going on and on about how important it is to onshore all of these factories back here into the U.S. of A. Anyway, they're all manufactured overseas, which puts them outside Washington's export control rules. According to the Wall Street Journal, in November, NVIDIA started marketing a replacement for its A100 chip with a narrower bandwidth to send and receive data so that it could be sold in China under U.S. export restrictions. So these U.S. companies are quite deliberately manufacturing a go-around, according to this article, and yet the Biden administration does nothing. So we are being outsmarted by... Profit-driven entities, which I get, look, that's the problem, right? Private industry is always a heck of a lot smarter than these government folks. And consequently, CEOs, executives that are after getting a good quarter for their stock price, instead of thinking about the longer-term picture of what is best for the United States, they are sacrificing our intelligence gathering, our intellectual property, and thus our future. So there's a lot at stake right now. It's time we got a little more patriotism back in this country. It's time people think about putting, dare I say, America first. After all, what is wrong with putting your country first? These are the themes that Donald Trump will once again go to town on. Important themes, by the way. Economic themes that matter for national security. Whether or not he can pull it off again, 
That's a whole other story. We will see how this all shakes out. Current polling suggests that, you know what, he's way ahead, way ahead right now of Joe Biden. But, you know, polls change every other day. And there's a lot of time between now and 2024. We don't fully even know whether or not he will get the Republican nomination. I do assume that he's the front runner. Nonetheless, a lot can change. What I would just say is whoever wins needs to start putting the economic interests, the national security interests of this nation front and center. We have been too distracted by all the other stuff. I mean, we're living in this world where you can't even say things like obesity is bad because somehow obesity is not somebody's fault. Nobody has any responsibility, no personal responsibility to take care of themselves. This is part of patriotism. There's an independent streak, I think, to every American that is core to our nation that that is important. It's why I say you've got to take care of your financial future. You've got to take care of your own health. You've got to take care of your family. And before I let you go, I'll tell you about one more sponsor that I just love on this program because we all got to take care of ourselves. We've all got to eat right have our healthy vitamins, and we have to take care of our dogs. If you are a pet owner like me, a dog owner, I'm not afraid to say, you know what, I love my dog. So the one the one good thing like the left has going for it right now is this whole emotional support animal thing. I mean, not to the extent that you have a small pony on the plane or anything, but I do have my own little Maltese, and I joke that he's my emotional support dog. He just has such a calming influence on me. So I want to make sure that he's healthy. I want to make sure he has the right nutrients. And it's the reason why I'm so happy to have teamed up with Rough Greens. Rough Greens is a supplement for dogs. Yeah. (laughs) It was started by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, who's a former army ranger, former Vietnam era helicopter pilot, just really and truly the whole deal. He cares so vehemently about his health, about his dog's health. He's got two really big dogs, not like Fluffy. Fluffy's just this little easy beasy Maltese. But we all give our dogs the same thing, this rough green supplement, which has just really made an impact on Fluffy. He had some allergies. He was dealing with earaches. But now he's doing great. And I credit Rough Greens for this. You can get your own Rough Greens supplement, free Jumpstart trial bag that Dr. Dennis Black is offering right now, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. He's got a deal for friends of this show. All you have to do is go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com forward slash Trish, T-R-I-S-H. It's my name. You just have to pay for shipping. You'll get your free Jumpstart trial bag. All you do is sprinkle this supplement onto your dog's food every night. You can do it every morning. I do it every night and start to see the difference. And you can feel good knowing that you are doing your part to take care of your furry friend. Again, go to roughgreens.com forward slash Trish for your free Jumpstart trial back. I do just want to say something on the horrible situation with Tyree Nichols' death and the disbandment of the Scorpion unit there in Memphis, Tennessee. I felt horrible when I watched that video. It's something that should never happen to anyone, clearly. I felt horrible for the mother. I saw how heartbreaking all this was for her and how she pleaded with people to not be violent, to not let their children see this footage. The entire situation, I mean, there's really just no words. It's its tragic on so many levels. We need to fix this. But the answer isn't 
saying, okay, we're just going to get rid of the police. The answer is not to totally get rid of this unit. The answer is to provide more, more, more resources, more cops, more police, more training, better pay. There is a real need in this nation to keep every single American safe and secure. I think these were some pretty, pretty bad guys that clearly couldn't even do their job. I mean, for goodness sakes, that he got away the first time. So they're lousy at their job. Some of them, they, they couldn't even run. You could hear them huffing and puffing as they were trying to run. What is going on? We need the best and the brightest. We need military-style training with people that are in shape, that know what to do, and that are not unnecessarily invoking violence. What happened was truly a tragedy. I think it also proves that this is not just about race. The officers in this case, as you know, they were all black Americans themselves, as was Nichols. And so this is something deeper. This is something bigger. I don't think I can just say, yeah, these guys were bad guys. I mean, yes, clearly, clearly they were bad guys. But there's something else going on. The police in America are under such enormous stress That has to change. We need to do better for them and for all of our communities. So again, this means better pay, better training, more personnel, better shift schedules. We need to make sure that they are equipped to do their job and to keep us safe. Anyway, we hope he rests in peace. My heart goes out to his entire family. We've got a lot more coming up on the show this week. The Federal Reserve, of course, meeting on Wednesday, raising interest rates. How's the market going to react to that? We're going to get into all of it. I will see you right back here on the show tomorrow.